is wrong to criticize leaders of the church, even if the criticism is true. I have no doubt on the basis of what I have, have studied and learned that Mormons, including local leaders of our church, were prime movers in that terrible episode and participated in the killing. Some of them are a little darker, some of them have slant eyes. You beautiful girls don't wander around looking like men. Put on a little lipstick now and then and look a little charming. It's that simple. And if they have a Catholic background, y si tienen un, uh, antecedentes católicos, they don't know who God is. No saben quién es Dios. They don't know who the Savior is. No saben quién es el Salvador. Nor do they know who the Holy Ghost is. Y no saben quién es el Espíritu Santo. And we know y nosotros who, who sí sabemos quiénes son. Because Joseph Porque José Knelt in the presence of the Father and the Son. Se arrodilló en la presencia del Padre y del Hijo. You're saying to them, bring your faith with you, right? Sure. You're not saying leave your Catholicism. I say this to other people. You, you develop all the good you can. We have no animosity toward any other church. We do not oppose other churches. We never speak negatively of other churches. We say to people, you bring all the good that you have and let us see if we can add to it. You all look alike. White shirts, some of them a little wrinkled. Ties, I look at you, I look at your faces, and think of your age, and I'm inclined to say, well, you're not much to look at, but you're all the Lord has. <laughs> Each of us has to face the matter. Either the church is true, or it is a fraud. There is no middle ground. It is the church and kingdom of God, or it is nothing. Less than a year ago, right here in Washington, D.C., my friend killed himself. He was Mormon and gay. You've gone on record saying that the church does not give apologies. Does religious freedom absolve you from responsibility in the gay Mormon suicide crisis? I think that's a question that will be answered in, on Judgment Day. I can't, uh, I can't answer that beyond what has already been said. Those things have to be judged by higher authority than exists on this earth. And I'm ready to be accountable to that authority. The rightness or wrongness of it, I'll be accountable to higher authority for that. That's the way I look on that one. And nobody is sadder about a case like that than, than I am. I hit my companion. Oh, is that all, I said in great relief. But I floored him, he said. After a little more uh, research into what had happened, my response was, well, thanks. Somebody had to do it. And it wouldn't... <laughs> and it wouldn't be well for a general authority to solve a problem in that way. Now, I'm not recommending that course to you, my young friends, but I'm not omitting it. You must... <laughs> <laughs> you, must 
You must protect yourselves. Some suppose that they were preset and cannot overcome what they feel are inborn tendencies toward the impure and the unnatural. Not so. Why would our Heavenly Father do that to anyone? We do not make an, a judgment about someone's attraction. We don't know why that attraction came that way. And if I haven't done well enough to teach it, shame on me. We are not passing judgment, but we're not, we're not making them second-class citizens. There are no homosexual members of the church. Marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God. So we do not discriminate, and we are not bigots. My wife is afraid I'm going to hit her with a bottle of water. <laughs> to do family history. That's why I believe the computer came into existence. That's why God revealed, and it doesn't, you don't have to be a member of the church to have spiritual insight and promptings, the creation of that tool, com the computer. And as soon as that surfaces for the purposes of God, what does the, the devil do on the, on the left side? Oh, he said, you're going to play that game? I'm in it. <laughs> I'll put on the internet filth. I'll put on ugliness. I'll put on spiritual destructive images. We'll call it pornography. It'll be awful. And anybody that goes there, I'll capture them. Dear brethren, we have reviewed the report of the financial operations of the Corporation of the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. May each of us emulate the Prophet Joseph's great example. He taught the truth. He lived the truth. He shared the truth. Bravo! Some say that karma is a bitch. Some say that karma is a bitch. To the big show. Pretty cool. 
This is a rare Saturday morning edition of Ex Mormon Live. I just felt like doing a show, so here I am. But uh, anyway, it is, uh, as always, great to be here. Great to have you all out there listening from all around the world. And as always, we are being broadcast live from the Vatican and Mecca of Mormonism. Yeah, that's right, Utah, unfortunately. the You could also call it the, as I like to call it, the cesspool in the armpit of Mormonism, the crotch of Mormonism, right? Uh, but yeah, it's unfortunately where I am located. I'm behind enemy lines here. Um, anyway, but we are being broadcast worldwide, all across the globe on TuneIn Radio, and it is being broadcast to all 25 time zones around the world. And this is the live show for the 25th of May, 2019. It is a Saturday. Once again, I've been on a little hiatus. I've done shows off and on for the last month, but I'm just uh, doing the best I can. And I hope to get back on a regular rotation here soon. But I just really felt like I needed to do this show this morning because it needs to be exposed. I'm going to work hard to put it out there today so everybody can get it and download it and listen to what I have to say about this because it's really important. It really is. And it's something that I've been covering for... Well, I guess this is now my uh, 14th year doing uh, podcasts and, of course, the live show now for three and a half years. Anyway, uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are currently located on this spinning speck in the sky that we call the Earth. And for anyone else who's out there listening in some other galaxy or maybe on Kolob, you're welcome too. It's great to have you here. Uh, who knows where these signals will travel and who might hear them on this planet and maybe some others, right? Anyway, uh, here we are. So uh, let me just give uh, out the basic information so you have it. I won't be taking any calls this morning because I have like a pretty tight hour to cover everything and I've got to go. So uh, anyway, the phone number to usually call into the show if you have comments or questions or something you want to share is 435-363-9665 or simply 435-36XMO5. You can also follow me over on Twitter at XMormon or hashtag XMOLIVE, E-X-M-O-L-I-V-E. Um, and again, that's if you want to leave questions or comments. I try to read everyone's uh, tweets live on the show. And then also we have a listener-only line if you don't have a data connection or Wi-Fi and you're out and about and you have unlimited minutes or minutes that you can use to listen, and it's 605-562-8064. Again, 605-562-8064, and uh, there is no limitation on that. You can listen. The station is streaming 24-7, 365, and then whenever I do a live show, I break into the pre-recorded material, do the live show, and then I put it right back on. So always stay tuned after the show for more great audio and, and things that are always playing. So... Anyway, it's the, uh, the first and the one and only uh, ex-Mormon radio station that has ever existed and probably will ever exist. Uh, again, I, I wish other people would emulate it and you know, create their stations too, but probably not going to do it. It takes too much time, and uh, you know, it's just something that I'm very, very, very passionate about, obviously having done this now for 14 years. Also, I've, I've, I've heard recently where there are other Exmos out there who are angry and they do shows and they say fuck and they get really pissed off and stuff and 
And uh, I heard one recently that I'm a fan of, and he said that he's calming down now and he's not using the bad language. And I'm like, oh, that's too bad, man. But one thing you'll always get here, I'll always be pissed off, I'll always be angry, and I'll probably always say fuck. So if you like that, if you like the constancy, you know, the the you know the familiarity of the way I do things, then stay tuned because it's not going to change. Uh, I don't know how you get less angry, you know. Uh, if I'm not angry for myself, which uh, many times I am, I'm angry for all of you out there, I'm angry for the victims, and it's a fresh anger. Because there's always fresh shit going on. You know, there's more raw sewage than I can even talk about. And so that keeps me angry. It keeps my anger fresh. And people say, oh, that anger is going to eat you alive. That's why I do the show, so I can express myself and get my anger out there. But how can you not be freshly angry when you hear the current things that are happening pretty much on a daily basis? And, and the more I hear every single day, the more obvious it is that this is a fucking fraud and a fucking cult. I mean, it's so obvious at this point. You know, just all the facts. If you just go by the facts, it's obvious. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, so anyway, uh, I'll always be angry and I'll always swear, and that's never going to change. I've been doing it the same way now for 14 years. So, uh, yeah, if you have hopes that, hey, he's going to change, he'll mellow out. No, not going to happen. So if you don't like that, then move on. But most of you do like it which is why we've had, you know, between 15 and 20 million downloads. Now, I haven't even looked, but over the years, I mean, we're over 15 million now, which is uh, absolutely mind-boggling to me. And so thank you to everybody out there for all of your loyal support over the years. Much of it is silent. Uh, you guys are in the shadows, and, and, you know, I've got, like I've said, I've had people listening in their garage, listening in bed with their earphones next to their spouse. I mean, I've gotten all kinds of messages over the years. And so, uh, you know, a lot of you can't come forward. You don't want to be vocal. And that's fine. Just sit back, listen, uh, enjoy or not, uh, but learn, you know, and, 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 and be educated with the facts and the truth. So anyway, I am here this morning to talk about the most recent missionary death, which is another tragic death. And so uh, this morning I have named the show, and this is episode uh, 378. Uh, it's another senseless Mormon missionary death. Another senseless Mormon missionary death, which equals they don't care. And I'm going to explain why they don't care. Uh, you know, I'm just, I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm so angry. I mean, I don't know how you could not be angry, how you could not be livid, not be furious, uh, beyond belief, beyond comprehension, at, at the recklessness of these fuckers, these motherfuckers that are running Mormonism, starting with the King Poopa himself, Russell M. fucking Nelson. Piece of shit, this guy. All right? I mean, he, this guy has truly let things go to his head. And the shows that since I've been back, I've done now, uh, I think, uh, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think this is the ninth show I've done since I've been back, semi-back. And uh, the first uh, three shows I did were about Russell M. Nelson. Uh, you know, he's a bigot, a fraud, and a liar. That was one show. Uh, Russell M. Nelson, Fear, Threats, and Control, another show. And then finally I did one, the third one in a row I did was uh, the arrogant and pompous Russell M. Nelson. You know, I mean, this fucker's flying around the world on private jets. He's staying in presidential suites, staying in the the finest places, eating the finest food, telling people to pay their tithing, 
going to Africa, pay your tithing, you fuckers. Pay your tithing, you pieces of shit. You know, uh, I, I mean, it's really uh, amazing what this guy is doing. It really is. And meanwhile, missionaries are dying. Okay? And, and I'm going to go into it here. Uh, again, I've got about an hour to, to do this. Uh, I guess i got about 45 minutes now. So, anyway, um, you know, and, and the, the thing is, is it's a pattern. You know, it's a fucking pattern. I mean, missionaries are dying. You had the sister that died of E. coli, you know, a, a few years ago in Argentina. You know, she didn't get any medical care for several days. And then when she did, it was too late. Her organs were shutting down, and I think she died of a, of a heart attack, a massive heart attack, you know, in the hospital. Because what do they try first? Oh, blessings. Give her a blessing. Lay your hands on her head and make her hair oily. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, it's God's will. So what, who gives a fuck, right? I mean, we bless you to live uh, if it's God's will. If not, then die. You know, I mean, what's the point of that? Um, and, and, of course, the parents are, you know, they just fall right into it all and, you know, I mean, they're sad, but hey, we'll get to see her on the other side, and she's a missionary on the other side, and, you know, uh, I mean, this girl was really healthy, she was a varsity soccer player in Nebraska, she, uh, you know, I mean, she was awesome, and, and she gets E. coli, and it kills her, because it's very serious and needs to be treated immediately with medical care. I don't know how many missionary shows I've done over the years, but I've lost count, probably... 50, 100, I don't even know. Probably over 100, I would say. I mean, I've, with the live show, we're closing in on 400 live shows, and I'm sure I've talked about it well over 100 times in the, in the live shows that I've done. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm going to continue to talk about. And, you know, every time a missionary dies like this especially, I mean, accidents do happen, you know, but this is not an accident. This is, to, to me... I'm going to describe this in a way that might be controversial to some of you, but to me, this is Russell M. Nelson, the First Presidency, the Twelve Apostles. This is murder. You know, if you don't provide what the missionaries need, the very basics of life to live, then you've killed them. You've murdered them. This is murder. They should be tried for negligence, some type of, uh, you know, aggravated something, you know, a manslaughter. I mean, uh, I mean, if, if you know that, that this could happen and you put them in a position where it does happen and you did nothing to prevent it, what is that? You know, in my book, it's murder. So anyway, that's what I'm going to talk about here. But let me um, let's see here where I want to start. Uh, why don't we go ahead and just start with the current missionary that died, since that's kind of the big story here that I'm basing everything off of. Um, and, and it's just, again, it's so tragic, but um, let me just look here real quick, because there's several stories i got to read you, but I want to get to the current one. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so uh, Latter-day Saint missionary dies from asphyxiation in Mexico City, okay? Young guy, he's got his whole life ahead of him. I mean, how much is a life worth, folks? How much is a life worth? Is it worth you know, a grand, 10 grand, a million, millions. You know, in my book, it's worth millions and millions. It's priceless. There is no price you can put on it. But if you had to, I don't know, millions, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million. I wish somebody would sue the living fuck out of these guys for what they're doing and for the missionary deaths that they're causing for what I call, in my opinion, murder. You know, 
I mean, really, somebody should just sue them so fucking hard, uh, you know, and take it all the way and, and win and uh, get a billion dollars. You know, they could. I mean, let's get the assets out there. Of course, the church will settle. They'll do the whole non-disclosure thing. And then nobody hears about it. Nobody knows what happened. But I just wish there was a way that somebody could literally take it all the fucking way. Like, I wish one of these kids had a parent that was a lawyer and they were willing to put it all on the line and say, look, I'm going to sue these motherfuckers. I'm going to clean their clock. I'm going to take them all the way and we're going to win and it's going to go public and we're going to talk about it and everyone's going to hear about it. You know, that's my fantasy. I hope it happens someday because it needs to happen. All these fucking backroom non-disclosure agreements and settlements. God, I hate them. You know, it really pisses me off. You know, and, and most of the time, these poor families have to, you know, pay to fly the body home. They got to pay for the funeral. I mean, the church, and, and I'm going to get into this, they can't even buy something for the missionaries that costs like a dollar, let alone pay to fly a body home or pay for the funeral. In many cases, they leave the families completely abandoned. In fact, on a let me go to KSL uh, real quick. I didn't have this one pulled up, but let me just pull it up real fast. Uh, KSL, let me just type in missionary dies in Mexico. Let's see if it came up here. Because, um, you know, at the very end of the story, I wanted to read what it says here. Uh, yeah, Texas Latter-day Saint, here we go. Um, yeah, here we are. So I'm not going to play the audio for it. But, but right at the end, you know, the church... Uh, they released a statement, uh, Sean Furness, once again, the church's bitch, spokesman. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. He's the president of the Fort Worth, Texas, North Stake, whatever. Fuck you, too. Uh, released a statement on behalf of the family. We are deeply saddened by the loss of Elder Andrew Carr, but we take comfort in the eternal plan of a loving Heavenly Father. Notice how just one moment, you know, hey, we're sad for that he died, but, 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 but. Oh, we're so fucking happy and comforted in the eternal plan of a loving Heavenly Father. I mean, the spin begins, you know. How grateful we are to know in times of tragedy that we can find peace and hope through the atonement and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, and then it said, friends, set up a GoFundMe account. And then, I mean, and KSL always has to put a little asterisk by it. Like, like KSL, folks, uh, for those who don't know, which have been living under a rock, they are the official TV station of Jesus Christ, of the Mormon Jesus, of the Church of Joseph Smith. I mean, they are the main one. KSL Radio, KSL TV, okay? So they're, they're telling the story about how this guy died. He'd been there since October of 2018. So he's only been out there for, uh, what, eight months, you know? Uh, or even in Mexico, so maybe two months in the MTC. I don't know, eight to ten months. Who knows? Uh, but they uh, they said that the friends set up a GoFundMe account, all right? So then they put a little star by it. It says, KSO.com does not assure that the money deposited to the account will be applied for the benefit of the persons named as beneficiaries. If you are considering a deposit to the account, you should consult your own advisors and otherwise proceed at your own risk. You know, they should say the same thing about tithing, you know. KSL does not assure that the money deposited uh, or paid in tithing or offerings, because they've changed the tithing slip now, uh, will be applied for the benefit of the reasons named uh, on the slip. Uh, if you're considering a payment of tithing or a fast offering uh, to the cult, 
you should consult your own advisors and otherwise proceed at your own risk, right? Why don't they do the same thing on their fucking tithing slip? I mean, they're, they're trying to, like, fuck over this missionary, you know, and his family uh, who need the money. And so uh, if you go over to the GoFundMe, uh, let me just see where they're at here on their donations. So they've asked for $15,000. they are at 16765 And so what do they need the money for? Uh, Elder Andrew Carr passed away suddenly on May 18, 2019, while serving a mission for the Church of Joseph Smith of Latter-day Cultists and Polygamists in Mexico. Andrew was a loving son, brother, and friend. He will be missed by many. 100% of the donated funds will go to his family to cover what? Oh, funeral and related expenses. The account was set up by friends, but Andrew's family will have control of all the funds. But hey, beware, buyer beware. You know, don't, don't think that it's safe to donate to this family or for this missionary. I mean, yeah, you know, how many people have, if they don't have life insurance on him, which a lot of people, maybe they can't afford it. I'm sure the church has a policy. They've already cashed in on his death. I mean, would that be surprising? A demon of Coab and I have speculated on that for years, for over a decade, you know, whether the church is taking out life insurance policies on the missionaries. Wouldn't we love to find out? Or maybe not, you know. And so when a missionary dies, it's a win-win. Hey, he's going to go to heaven and be a missionary. And we just made a million dollars. Cha-ching. You know, I mean, seriously, it's not that much to get a million dollars on a missionary, you know, 18, 19 years old. Uh, so why wouldn't they do it? You know, I mean, they never miss a chance to make money. So, you know, I'm sure it's kind of a like, well, yeah, it's too bad he died because he could have paid tithing for a lifetime. But hey, we just made a million bucks, so I think we're good, you know. I mean, they got to try and make their money somewhere, somehow. So anyway, they're going to have to pay for a funeral. No word on if they had to pay to fly the body home or not. That's another trick they like to pull. Like, well, your kid's stuck in Mexico. Uh, it's going to cost you this much to fly him home. Uh, how do you want to do this? You know, uh, Visa, MasterCard, debit card, you know, cashier's check. How do you want to pay for your, uh, your son or daughter's body? Yeah, let us know by the end of the day. We really need to get this rolling, okay? Uh, you know, I mean, can you believe it? It's unbelievable. It really is. So, so anyway, uh, this poor guy, he died. Um, and, you know, of course, Daniel Woodruff, you know, has to come out. And I mean, what happened to the other asshole I did a show on? The other spokesman who's been around forever. I wonder where he's at. But uh, let me just see here what they had to say. Uh, Sean Furness. Okay, I read you Sean Furness's statement, the president of the Fort Worth, Texas, North Stake. But... I mean, where's the mission president? Does he have a statement to make? Why is the state president? I, I guess, well, that's where he's from. I guess that's his stake. But why didn't the mission president come out and say something, you know? Uh, and then we're going to get into his cause of death and why it happened and all that. But uh, Daniel Woodruff, a church spokesman, issued the following statement Sunday morning. And this was just uh, last Sunday, this past Sunday, on May, let's see here, May 19th, was it? Let me just double check the date here. Yeah, May 19th, okay? So, uh, let's see, he says, It is with great sadness that we announce the passing of a young missionary serving in the Mexico City Northwest Mission. Oh, is it really? Is it really of great sadness when it's your fucking fault that he died? Uh, Elder Andrew Carr, age 19. He died Saturday morning due to asphyxiation from what appears to be a faulty water heater located near the shower in his apartment. Hmm, I wonder if that could have been prevented. Elder Carr's companion was unharmed, and that's kind of weird, too. Like, the one dies and the one doesn't, and, I mean, he was maybe closer to the heater. I don't know, but 
uh, the hot water heater. Uh, Elder Carr is from Fort Worth, Texas, and had been serving since October 2018. We extend our deepest sympathies to his parents. Oh, and by the way, we also say fuck you to his parents and loved ones as they deal with this tragedy. We pray they will be sustained and feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit during this difficult time. Yeah, the same Holy Spirit and the same God that let him die, that didn't warn him or prevent it from happening, right? So suddenly this, this Holy Spirit is going to comfort them during this time of needless tragedy when he didn't need to die. He didn't need to die. Uh, you know, again, a faulty hot water heater. Oh, man, I tell you what. Uh, and so, again, how did, how did this guy die? He died from carbon monoxide poisoning. They're calling it asphyxiation, but it's carbon monoxide, folks. All right, and there's a history of missionaries dying of carbon monoxide. At what point are they going to pony up the money and spend less than a million dollars? There's a, currently, uh, let's see, 63,000, according to the last conference, probably a lie, but 65,137 missionaries, okay? Uh, when are they going to pony up the 15 bucks, say 20 bucks, 15, 20 bucks? You can go to Walmart and you can buy a combination smoke detector, carbon monoxide detector. For 15 bucks. When the fuck are they going to put out the money to make sure that every missionary companionship in the fucking world has a carbon monoxide detector and why not a smoke detector as well as you can get them two in one? Like I just mentioned. You can go to Walmart. They could probably get a deal. They're like 17 something. They could probably get a deal for $15 a piece or, you know, probably less than that, maybe 10 bucks. You know, so it's going to cost them like max like $977,000 to make sure that every single missionary companionship has a carbon monoxide detector in the apartment. Now, if they want to be really thorough, they could buy every missionary a carbon monoxide detector and have them carry it with them to the apartments where they stay and put them up. When they leave, take them with them. You know, if they really wanted to do it that way, either way, you know, hey, why not put them up in all the apartments and give them to the missionaries too, just to be thorough. Because how much is a life worth? Obviously, not much to them at all. They couldn't give a flying fuck about their missionaries. They never have, and they never will. And what Gifford Nielsen now, the former BYU quarterback, is in charge of the missionary department, well, you're doing a really fucked up job, Gifford, you piece of shit. I hope you hear this. I hope you hear this, and I hope you're disgraced and embarrassed that I have to go on the air and talk about this. It shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't have to talk about this. It should never happen. A missionary should never die of carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 2019. This shit was happening back in the 70s, for God's sakes. You would think at some point they'd pull their heads out of their assholes and realize that they can prevent this. But they're too fucking cheap. And if you don't believe me, wait until I tell you one of these stories. I mean, they're just too cheap. Not, I mean, not only are they too cheap, to buy the carbon monoxide detectors for the missionaries, but they're too cheap to buy the batteries to put in them. Even when they have provided them, or the missionaries have them, they won't pay for the batteries. Oh my God. I mean, are you kidding me? And so, uh, again, if you go to my missionary, or my, uh, my original blog, my Mormon Truth blog that I wrote back in the, in the beginning, uh, in 2006, I believe it was January of 2006, let me just double check here, 
But I, I made a missionary memoriam, and to date, it's really the only one that exists on the internet, the only thorough one. Others have tried to copy and duplicate, but it, it's, it's really a, the original Mormon missionary memoriam, January 16th of 2006. Mormon, just, just Google Mormon missionary memoriam, those who have died while serving the Mormon church as missionaries. And, uh, and it's been, you know, highly and muchly criticized because I'm an ex-Mormon. How dare I put out a Mormon missionary memoriam? How dare I? What a pile of shit I am. Yeah, really? Because I'm like the only one that's ever fucking cared? You know, like, like no Mormons care. The church doesn't care. They've never done it. Where's the monument? Where's the monument to all the fallen missionaries like, like the military does, you know, and other places do? You know, where is it? It doesn't exist. Where's the wall of names? It doesn't exist. Because, again, they don't give a fuck. You know, I care more than they do. You guys care more than they do. You know, even most of the families don't seem to give a shit because they're like, oh, it's all good. Our testimonies are stronger. He died with his boots on and blah, blah, blah. Because they're so fucked in the head with Mormonism. Like, they, they actually find a, a, a good reason, you know. Oh, oh, I'm so glad my daughter died because now she's in the celestial kingdom and it's all good, you know. And so it, it's just bizarre. So anyway, if you look on my blog and search carbon monoxide, it goes all the way back to... Uh, God, I mean, I don't even know when these happened, but there was a, an unknown female missionary that suffocated by carbon monoxide from a faulty heater, and that was in Argentina. And I don't have a date on that one, unfortunately. Um, and then there's another one uh, back in 1975. Uh, a male missionary suffocated by carbon monoxide from a broken pipe in his apartment. Again, and that was in the USA. And I, so, and I don't have a date on that one. So, I mean, some of these... I mean, I spent a lot of time trying to come up with all the names, and I, there were different sites that I had to go and then put them all together, but some of these didn't have dates or names. Um, but anyway, so those are just all, all the way back in the 70s, maybe 80s, 90s, but at least, I mean, all the way back to 75. You know, it's pretty hard to get the records from back then, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, let me just read to you real quick the part I was just talking to you about. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. When I came across this this morning before the show, I was shocked. But, uh, you know, one of the commenters said, just think of the cost of providing 9-volt batteries for all these. You know, you figure, God, you know, if you hand out uh, 35,000 uh, carbon monoxide slash smoke detectors, that's 35,000 batteries. Imagine if you paid a buck a battery, that'd be $35,000. And then you got to replace the batteries every year. And so that's like 35000 a year and, you know, $3.5 in a decade just for batteries. So guess what? They decided the missionaries need to buy the batteries. The problem with that is some missionaries are literally so broke and so desperate to keep their money for food that they can't afford the batteries. And it, do it doesn't sound believable, right? Well, how can they not afford a dollar? No, really, it's believable. I mean, on my mission, we had months where we didn't even get paid. Oh, we got a bad exchange rate this month. It wiped out everything. Sorry, wait till next month. I mean, I don't know what the other missionaries did that didn't have a stockpile of cash like I did because I figured out early on that we were being robbed by the mission home. And so I wrote to my parents and said, hey, send me 100 less per month and just put it in the church pouch. So every month they sent me $100 cash. So I was stocking up on money, man. I was, I was stashing money away. 
Uh, and so when the shit happened, like, oh, you're not getting paid this month, or oh, you're going to get one third of what you normally get, or one half of what you normally get, I was like, holy fuck, you know? So I would have enough to pay for me and my companion, and then they would pay me back, you know, generally. But I had enough cash because I wasn't going to get caught, you know, without money. And, and of course, they don't make it up. The church doesn't say, but we'll go ahead and kick in the other two-thirds or the other half. Or we'll go ahead and pay you anyway because we got so much fucking money that we're good, you know. But no, they're just like, nope, you're fucked this month. So, again, it's, it's very believable to me that these missionaries literally couldn't afford to buy the batteries for their carbon monoxide detector. So, uh, anyway, uh, so that person made that statement about the cost of the battery. And they said, apparently there is more truth to the statement than you could ever imagine. Tonight, I had my recently returned missionary son over to watch the USC game, Fight On, and grill some steaks. He asked if I was aware of the two missionary deaths. There were two missionaries that died in Taiwan, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Uh, I told him I was, and how their senseless deaths could have been avoided by the mission president distributing alarms. He said that in his mission, which was Mexico City, which is pertinent to this discussion since this guy died in Mexico, uh, the missionaries were given alarms, but he said the church would not provide the batteries. The missionaries had to pay for the batteries themselves. Since they were on such a small budget, the missionaries wouldn't purchase the batteries. Feeling the odds were on their side, along with the youth, the priesthood, God's army, garments, etc., they decided to spend their meager funds elsewhere. The scary part of this story is the missionaries who stayed in this apartment a couple of transfers after he left were not killed, but hospitalized and released early from their missions due to carbon monoxide poisoning in the apartment he lived in a few months earlier. He thought it was from the water heater. He had problems with the water heater when he was living there. He contacted the landlord and the zone leaders about it. Nothing was ever done. I bet something has been done now, and I would say, oh, I bet it hasn't, because they still don't give a fuck. Uh, I mean, I bet it didn't change. Nothing changes anything in this goddamn cult, you know? Like, someone dies, and, and they're just like, oh, we're so sorry, and they just move on, because they don't care. <laughs> they just don't care. Again, the title of the show, you know, another senseless missionary death equals they don't care. Uh, so there you go. So there's that story. I wanted to tell that to everyone. And then I've got... Uh, one other quick story here. It's kind of uh, along the lines, but a little bit different. Uh, but I just wanted to mention one part of this article. But there were two missionaries, two siblings who were on a mission, and their entire family died of carbon monoxide poisoning while they were away. So much for your family being blessed while you're on a mission, right? So Sister Jensen Parrish, 22, uh, from Washington, Vancouver mission, and Elder Ian Parrish, Parrish 20, was at the South Dakota Rapid City Mission, and they, uh, you know, they got the notice that their parents had, their, their entire family, uh, let's see here, uh, I guess there were two other kids and the parents, uh, all died of carbon monoxide poisoning. So they are, it says they're to return home from their missions after learning that their family died of suspected carbon monoxide poisoning. And this was back in uh, 2014, February of 2014. So, uh, let me just read the one part here I wanted you guys to hear. Yeah, I mean, they, so they released the mission. I remember there was debate as to whether they were going to, like, come home or not from their missions. Um, let's see, uh, she was doing a sign language mission. 
Um, and her brother was a zone leader in North Dakota. Oh, yeah, so here's the part. According to the Deseret News, they, they said both missionaries have now been told that they can return home and have been placed on leave. So they had to be told. Like, I remember reading stories from them or people that knew them saying that they were debating whether they should come home or not. Their mom, dad, and two siblings die from carbon monoxide, and there's a debate whether they should come home. And, and actually, they needed permission to do so. Uh, and they weren't going to come home, probably, unless they were told it was okay. Uh, so, again, both missionaries have now been told they can return home. I mean, how, how nice. How nice of the cult, right, to let them know. Um, but it says 150 Americans die each year from carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, just so you know, the symptoms are similar to, the, to food poisoning, influenza, dizziness, vomiting, stomach pain. Um, the gas is produced by fuels such as gas, coal, oil, or wood. They don't burn fully. Um, yeah, so uh, and then they're just sharing some other stories, you know. But, oh, God, I mean, again, uh, and this was a terrible, tragic story, you know. And, and then they, I think they were going to go back on their mission, but I don't think they did. Um, but, again, I mean, you need permission. Because most times when missionaries have someone die at home, they don't get to go home for the funeral. And there was one story I read to you guys on the show one time where uh, they let him go home. His mom was literally dying in her final moments, and they let him go home and spend like two hours with his mom. And then he had to literally fly back to the mission before she died, and she like died that night. I mean, dude, I, I oh, guys, I can't, I, I mean, I don't need to make anything up. This stuff is so horrific and so beyond belief that you don't need to exaggerate, you don't need to lie, you don't need to make shit up. I mean, it's just fucking horrible. This is horrible. Uh, let's see, another another one was uh, the family died, I remember, and she couldn't come home for the funeral, so they just put a cutout of her um, at the chapel entrance, you know, when people came in. Like a life-size cardboard cutout of her, so everybody could feel like she was there. People were like, oh, that was such a nice touch to do that, you know? I'm like, fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? Um... God, I mean, there was another one I was going to share with you guys. I mean, there's so many different stories. Oh, yeah, from the, the Mormons, you know, the PBS documentary, The Mormons. Uh, the one guy in the show, uh, I can't remember his name now, but uh, his mom died while he was on the mission, and the dad told him to stay, you know, but initially when she died, the mission president called the local bishop or branch president, and he just went over and put a note on the door that essentially said, um, your mom died, call home, you know. I mean, isn't that nice? Such a nice, tender touch. I mean, this is a vile, nasty cult, folks. Vile and nasty. So, so anyway, um, yeah, so let's go back here real quick to... Uh, oh, yeah, there, actually, uh, real quick, let me just read you a couple other examples of carbon monoxide poisoning, and I have some stories that I'm going to share as well. But, uh, I mean, there's been quite a few that have died from carbon monoxide. Um, this one says, a friend of mine went on a mission to South America, and he was killed by carbon monoxide. Again, another one. It's, I mean, how many have happened that we don't even hear about? You know, like it just doesn't even hit the news. The family doesn't want it to go public, and the news doesn't hear about it, and the church surely ain't going to fucking broadcast it, um, unless it already hits the news, and they have no choice. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm betting that zero mission presence or their wives have died that way on their mission. Exactly. Um... 
Yeah, I like this one too. It won't change until the child of a GA, a general authority, is affected. But then again, most GA's kids aren't in the slums of Mexico, are they? Exactly. Now, they're like David Archuleta. He's off uh, singing at zone conferences all around the mission and mission conferences and living in the mission home and eating the best food and living in the best accommodations because he's David fucking Archuleta, baby. I mean, you, yeah, exactly. Do you really think? I mean, what about, uh, um, oh, God, I just forgot her name. Uh, Smart, Elizabeth Smart. What did she do on her mission? She went on a mission. She was playing the harp in the town square. How the fuck did she get a harp on her mission, you know? I mean, these, you know, if you're a famous Mormon or related to a famous Mormon, you are not going to be living in a fucking dump where you could die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Not going to happen. They probably have three of them around her or around him, you know. Uh, this guy says here, two missionaries died during my mission, English Manchester, in the late 70s. The cause was a blocked flu. I came very, very close due to the same. The tragedies continue. You know, so again, I mean, time after time after time. You know, like this person said, the, the parents should sue for millions. You know, uh, so again, for less than a million dollars, they could provide one of these combo detectors, smoke and carbon monoxide, to every missionary companionship in the world. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, I got to move on here. But uh, so two missionaries in Taiwan died back in August of 2014, look like nice young men out there trusting the church and trusting the Lord and the Mormon Lord, you know. But uh, it's just so tragic. Uh, two missionaries who died while serving in Taiwan are believed to have been killed by a carbon monoxide leak in their apartment, according to the news report in Taipei. Again, the church, originally, when they were asked about it, even though they knew and the police investigation was done, they said they didn't know what the cause was. But they did. They were lying. Uh, because it was announced everywhere else that it was carbon monoxide. Um, so Connor Benjamin Threadgold, 19, of Springville. And, and that's why I got... See, now the other guy is Zhu Peng Zhang from uh, Kaohsiung, Taiwan. And they were found dead in their apartment Saturday in the new Taipei City, Sanchong District. So if it had just been two Taiwanese missionaries, I don't think we ever would have heard about it. But because we had a guy from Springville, Utah... It hit the news. And that happens a lot. I mean, the, when the foreign missionaries die, ah, you know, fuck it. We don't want to broadcast this. You know, they were in some other country anyway. No one will know about it, you know. Um, the two had been reported missing by other missionaries, and police discovered the bodies during a house visit, according to the Taiwan News. Investigators later found a faulty gas water heater, which they believe was the source of the poisonous gas leak, according to the Taipei Times. Isn't that funny that the church said that it's believed that they were killed by it? I mean, it's like, no, it's definite. It's absolutely definite. It's not believed. Maybe it's 100%, okay? Uh, the church of Joseph Smith of Latter-day Polygamist has not yet confirmed their cause of death, but no foul play is suspected. So again, there's the church saying they haven't confirmed it. But church spokesman Jessica Moody said, uh, you know, that we don't know why. Press reports indicate the police have closed the case, and, and they have no idea why, right? Zhang had been serving as a missionary since March of 2013. Threadgold had been serving since March of this year. So he was out there for literally, what, uh, six months, March to April, May, June, July, five months, and he died. Wow, well, I bet that's what he planned on, right? I bet his patriarchal blessing said, and you will die on your mission of carbon monoxide poisoning, right? Of all these missionaries. 
you're going to serve a mission, then you're going to have a family, and you're going to have children, you're going to raise them in the cult, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, oh, they died on their mission. Oh, shit, I guess that nullifies the patriarchal blessing, right? Uh, we, and they, this is what Moody said. We pray for their families and for all those who knew them and express our love and deepest sympathies at this tragic time. Yet you won't spend the money to buy them detectors, carbon monoxide detectors. Hmm. So you know what? When you say that, uh, that you express your deepest sympathies, no, you don't. No, you're, you're saying, you know what? Uh, truth is, we don't give a fuck. Uh, they died. Oh, well, life goes on. We'll plug in two more missionaries, and there you go. Um, so, uh, again, um, same story here. I'm just looking to see if there's any new information here. Yeah, two Taiwanese news agencies report both died of carbon monoxide poisoning from a faulty water heater. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, again, all these deaths could be prevented. They could all be prevented. But the church is too fucking cheap. You know? It's too fucking cheap. So here's another story. Uh, and, and again, uh, I'm not sure what made this guy so special because usually they don't give a fuck. But, you know, it was like when the missionary from uh, Bountiful was shot and killed in Virginia. And, you know, all the big, the big names rolled up and Hinckley and everybody was there and Ballard. And, you know, and that was when Ballard made the famous comment, you know, that if other missionaries are hurt or killed, it, we will not stop this work. And I play that clip all the time. I really had to, I should really put that on my uh, intro. I should have done that years ago. Anyway, um, I always play that clip for everyone when something like this happens. But, uh, you know, I'll probably play that for you guys tonight, too. I might as well, right? Let everybody hear that one more time, just to, just to grind in the fact that they don't care. It, it supports everything that I'm saying. But here we have uh, two missionaries that died in Romania of carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, when was this? Back in 2010, February 2010. Um, after expressing sympathies from the First Presidency in the Quorum of the Twelve, Elder Russell M. Nelson of the Quorum of the Twelve spoke at the funeral for Elder McKay, Choi, Burroughs, in American Fork, Utah, on Monday, February 9th. That same day, Elder Quentin Cook, also the Quorum of the Twelve, represented the Brethren, at the funeral for Elder Jace Edwards Davis in Longdale, Nevada. Um, so again, I mean, they were all over this one. The missionaries were serving in the Romania Bucharest mission at the time of their deaths. Uh, the elders died of accidental, I call it purposeful, uh, on purpose, carbon monoxide poisoning in their apartment. So again, I mean, how many missionaries have to die of carbon monoxide poisoning before these dumb fucks who don't give a fuck in Salt Lake will take care of the situation and make sure that it never, ever happens again. It should have never happened one time, ever. But again and again and again and again and again? Is anyone going to hold them responsible for the, the, the deaths of these missionaries, the what I call murders of these missionaries, through their negligence? I mean, you can't say, oh, we're so sorry, oh, we're so sad they died. No, you're not, because you did everything you could to make sure they died by not providing them what they needed to live. Oh, my God, I mean, what is going on? How can people not wake up, you know? Um, let's see here, what else have we got? Uh, oh, yeah, and then you had the whole thing about the church is going to require missionaries to watch new safety videos. This is back in March of this year, and it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, that's, and then Gifford Nielsen saying, the Lord cares about his missionaries. 
Uh, we're trying everything we possibly can to think about the situations they might find themselves in that would take them away from being who the Lord has called them to be, and that is to be his missionaries proclaiming his gospel throughout the world. But it's a 12-part series of videos that the church released, and I'm going to have to go through those, I guess. Like I've read before where they give you, uh, in the MTC, they teach you about bike safety. We never got a class on bike safety in the MTC, you lying sacks of shit. You know, we didn't get any classes on anything other than don't drink the water. And then when we got there, the mission president said, it's okay to drink the water. And so we drank the water and we were sicker than fucking dogs because the water is full of parasites. It's not clean water. And we're living in homes that are like 100 years old with dirty pipes and God knows what, you know, cockroaches everywhere. Oh, drink the water. It's good. You know, and then at one point they said only drink this brand of bottled water. So then we did that, and then we found out a year later, it was a big story on the news, that that company had been selling filthy water that was contaminated with shit. Had E. coli in it, and, and uh, literally raw sewage. So it was like, oh, another inspired decision by the mission president. Only drink this water. And of course you're thinking, hey, he's called directly by Christ, he's going to know. And they don't have the slightest fucking clue. And in most cases, they know less than we know as missionaries. Um, but uh, anyway, just mention here that, uh, you know, basically uh, two missionaries had died at that point and four were injured in a car accident while serving. So I'm not going to play that for you either. But again, you know, it's a joke. I mean, they don't care. Um, let's see here. And here's a, this person wrote, an old broken down faulty water heater took the life of this young missionary, paying his own way who died from carbon monoxide poisoning as his mission president is well taken care of and while $32 billion in church funds sits in the stock market. Yeah, you know, I, again, I mean, look how much they spent on the mall. I mean, they say, they always say like $2 billion, but the estimates are more like $6 billion. You know, they're buying radio stations for you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars. They're buying land. They're building, uh, you know, another mall next to the temple in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. Um, God, I mean, the list goes on and on. They want to build a city of 500,000 people in Florida. You know, I mean, they want to spend billions, and they are spending billions and billions of dollars. But they don't have a million dollars or less to buy carbon monoxide detectors and smoke detectors, the combos, um, you know, they're not willing to do that. I mean, I could solve all the fucking problems in one day. You put me in charge for one fucking day and there will never be another missionary who dies of carbon monoxide poisoning unless they don't, uh, you know, put up their detector or something like that, something that I couldn't control. But I would make sure that every apartment had it. I'd make sure that every missionary had one as a backup in case the one in the apartment wasn't there or someone stole it because you have all these fucking crooked missionaries out there as well. I served with some who were fucking like criminals, you know, that ran and escaped their criminal life to come on a mission. The one was from Argentina, a total piece of shit, this guy. You know, I mean, he was in the church was paying for his mission or the members were. And he was using all the money to buy up electronic equipment and ship it home every fucking month and then made his companion buy his food. I mean, again, complete. So I'm, I'm just saying a complete piece of shit, but there, there are missionaries that would take them. 
in Enselum or something. Who knows? So that's why you would make sure that every missionary had an, a backup, just in case they needed it, you know, when they got to their new place, when they do the transfers. Um, so, I mean, and here's another great comment. Only two houses in my mission had air conditioning in a single room. The mission president's wife told the missionaries it wasn't that hot. Uh, its average temperature is the highest in the country. Nothing like fans blowing hot air. Exactly. We didn't even have fucking fans, man. Uh, meanwhile, she lived in the richest neighborhood in the capital city in the richest apartment building with AC units in every room with multiple maids to clean and cook for them. Oh, look at that. Isn't that amazing? And I could go on and on and on. Um, Let's see here. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, yeah, it talks about the missionary that was trying to collect rainwater to drink and he got electrocuted to death. Uh, that was not that long ago. Um, I mean, they're going that far. I mean, they have to go to those lengths to collect drinking water, clean water. They can't afford bottled water, you know? They can't, and they can't drink the tap water. So the guy's up on the roof trying to collect rainwater and he gets electrocuted. Huh. You know, uh, meanwhile, yeah, multi-billion dollar malls, office high-rises, uh, you know, they own 3% of the land in Florida. Shit, man. All the money in the stock market, estimated $32 billion, probably more than that. Um, listen to this dumb fuck. Uh, there is nothing wrong with a missionary living close to the same level as the people they're called to teach. Hey, fuck you, dude. What's your name? MES5464 in the LDS Freedom Forum. In my mission in Bolivia, I always lived better than the people I was serving, and I still had to endure hardships. My daughter, who served in Nicaragua, had to do the same. My childhood friend nearly died on his mission in Chile in identical circumstances as a missionary in the original post. There is nothing wrong with hardship and sacrifice to serve a mission, even giving up your own life. Fuck off, asshole. Jesus Christ, what a pompous piece of shit this guy is from Nampa, Idaho. You know, we have a family friend, and I brought this up to him a while back, and because he had mentioned the only regret he had was not serving a mission. And I said, oh, be glad you didn't. You're still alive, and you don't have stomach problems for the rest of your life. And I went on to tell him about how I threw up blood for a week. And you know what he said to me? Well, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And I'm just like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I went off, you know? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And, and he's never really known my disdain for the church. We try and keep that on the down low, you know. Um, he's a family friend. He's still diehard. Goes to the temple all the time. And I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, uh, you know, I go, really? I go, you're that cold? You're that? I go, don't you have any semblance of feeling or compassion? You know, I said, you know, I go, so, so what happens if you die? Because he's like, well, it'll make you stronger. And it'll make you live better in life and I'm like, really? To have like stomach problems your whole fucking life because you were infested with parasites for 22 months? That makes me better and stronger? You piece of shit? And, and I mean, I take it very personally because I've been there. I've seen what missionaries have gone through. I've known what missionaries have gone through. I've read countless stories of what missionaries have gone through. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, which is the most powerful. And so it's just very, very... Uh, frustrating to hear people like this piece of shit from Nampa, Idaho and our family friend say that kind of stuff, you know, and, and it's like, I go, so it's okay to live in a rat infested, cockroach infested, filthy apartment, you know, with dirty drinking water and contaminated food and all this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Make you stronger, buddy. And it's like, yeah, fuck off, you know, 
Um, and so it's just really, it's really sad, you know, but, uh, oh man. Anyway, I, I just can't believe this guy. I just, I hadn't seen that comment before. So there you go. You know, again, you've got missionaries dying in Romania, Taiwan, Mexico City, Argentina, all from what? Carbon monoxide poisoning because the church is too fucking cheap to buy detectors or buy detectors and pay for the batteries. Unbelievable. It just shows you how little they care about these missionaries. Um, so here was a uh, here was a, a post about the missionaries from Romania. Uh, I want to let everyone know of a very unfortunate situation in Romania. Elder McKay, Choi Burroughs of Highland, Utah, Jace Edwards of Longdale, Nevada, died from accidental natural gas asphyxiation due to a gas leak in their apartment sometime Friday night in Romania. It's terrible that such a seemingly preventable tragedy happened to these two young men. Exactly. And, you know, there's another story out there of uh, <clears throat> these sister missionaries who had a carbon monoxide detector. They were stateside. I don't have the article up right now, but I've read it before. And they basically uh, had it go off in their apartment, and they warned all of the different apartments. They saved, like, countless lives by running around, waking people up in the apartment, banging on their doors, saying, there's a carbon monoxide leak. And there was. There was a bad water heater again. So everybody got out, and, and they saved all their lives. And you think the church would go, wow, maybe we should have that in every missionary apartment. But no, I mean, again, the, you know, the, the, the bells and whistles are not going off. The alarms aren't going off in their head or in missionaries' apartments who are dying of carbon monoxide. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, so another thing, too, uh, and I've talked about this before on the show. And like the one comment said, you know, no air conditioning. Look, I, in Argentina, uh, during the summer, it was so hot, we had to literally get up during the night and bathe three, four times, five times, just to cool off long enough to sleep for a little while until we were overheated again. In the winter, we would freeze so bad, the humidity was so high, that, you know, we would literally be in five layers of clothes with our coats on and under our blankets and freezing to death. It goes right to the bones. Again, no heaters. I never lived in one single place that had a heater or an air conditioner. Not once. Even the one of the nice apartments I lived in. No heating, no air conditioning. It was a little house behind the member's house. Nothing. Of course, uh, I got kicked out of that one uh, because the mission president came in and kicked me and my companion out and said, in order to be living here, you need to be baptizing 20 or more people a month. Because it was probably one of the nicest apartments in the mission, I was only in it for three weeks. And then we got kicked the fuck out because we weren't baptizing enough, and other reasons that were completely false. Uh, we were falsely accused, and we were actually the only ones, there were other missionaries living in the apartment with us, and we were the only ones that were being obedient and obeying the rules, and they were breaking the rules, and they got rewarded and we got transferred. So there you go. Oh, and that was after, that was after I was sent from senior zone leader to junior companion for another thing I didn't do. So anyway, uh, well, actually, I wouldn't confess masturbation. That was the main issue. My mission president exploded and went ballistic and shipped me out like two days later and my companion uh, because he vouched for me and I vouched for him. They thought they could turn us against each other, but that, of course that didn't work because we had already discussed it and said, hey, I got your back, bro. And he's like, I got yours. We're like, good. And so our reward was we both got transferred out. I guess he wanted my companion to say, yes, I've seen him masturbate. And he wanted me to say, yes, I've seen him masturbate. You know, 
but it's not like something you do in public generally. So, uh, yeah, just bizarre shit, crazy shit. So anyway, my point on this whole topic is, and I've talked about this before, uh, they have a Honeywell unit, which I actually have one, and it, uh, you know, has air conditioner and heat built into it. You can use it to supplement, you can use it to stand alone, but it has a heater and air conditioner all in one unit. Um, they've been in under $500 and there's different brands that make them, but there's a really good one by Honeywell that I would recommend. And yeah, you can go over to Amazon, look it up. It's, uh, it's got four, 14,000 BTU air conditioner and a 13,000 BTU, uh, heat pump, you know, and it works pretty damn good. Um, and it can dehum- dehumidify up to 79.2 points a day. Uh, it's got different speeds, you know, it's, it's good. It's a really good thing. And especially in these little places where the missionaries live. So my point is, as I've said before, you could buy one of these units for every missionary in the world, every, every companionship in the world, every apartment. And I mean, let's just use the current numbers that they're giving. And let's say that you had, uh, 65,137 missionaries. And let's say they could get them for 500 apiece because they're buying, you know, literally like, uh, you know, 32,000 of them. And actually, you know what, I need to, uh, let me do this again here. Uh, let me recalculate this. Divided by two. Okay, so if you put one, so that would mean there are 32,568 companionships, okay? So if you if you just said, hey, we're going to buy one of these for every companionship, and you times it by 500 bucks, it would cost them $16 million, a measly $16 million, $284,250, to make sure that every missionary in the world had a heater and an air conditioner and then throw in the other less than a million. So for uh, about $17 million, every missionary companionship in every apartment could have heating, air conditioning, and a carbon monoxide slash smoke detector. There you go. Problem solved. But they're not going to do that. Oh, and then they're going to have to fork out the money for batteries every year. you know. But again, they're not going to do that. You know, because it would cost too much money. They've got more important places to spend the money, like on malls and office buildings and World Trade Centers and, uh, you know, land grabs and radio stations and on and on and on. So that's, I mean, that's what they do. They just, they don't care. Uh, so uh, let's see here. There was anything else I wanted to share with you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, over on the site Lifey, I guess they call it. I think that's what it's called. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, just an update too. The uh, the Andrew Carr Memorial Fund that they set up um, again, it, it's at uh, almost seventeen thousand. I think I mentioned that earlier, but it's uh, almost at seventeen thousand of the fifteen thousand. So I'm glad that his family's getting help to pay for the funeral because they sure the fuck ain't gonna get it from the church. And if they do, like the one girl, they agreed to pay for the funeral after I shamed them relentlessly on Twitter. And they decided to pay for the funeral, but they made sure it was a basic funeral. Oh, and by the way, the money that the family had earned on the GoFundMe page, they donated that to the church. And so the church actually made a profit. Uh, they paid less for the funeral than the donations that they'd received. So the church actually made a profit on that one. So that worked out good for them. And they got the PR of like, oh, we paid for the funeral. Everyone's like, oh, that's great. And then the church got all the money back, plus some. Okay, so again, let's go back to this, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so on Lifey, 
let me just run through these real quick, and then I'm going to wrap it up. But uh, they did a survey, like because the church did a survey of missionaries, but I guess this website did a, uh, a Buenos Aires South missionary survey. And so they gave this to return missionaries to give you a snapshot into what it's like to live in the mission. So uh, let's see, click here. I wish I could take that survey, but anyway... Um, they interviewed, I don't know how many missionaries, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is eight missionaries only, eight, okay? And let's see what they had to say. So one of the, one of the things is, what was a crazy or dangerous experience? Okay, now the final one on this list is almost died of carbon monoxide poisoning due to defective inline water heaters. So we, I mean, we don't even know how many actually died from carbon monoxide because most of the deaths probably go unreported. But on top of that, we don't know how many have been sickened by carbon monoxide but didn't die. But maybe they've had lasting effects or, you know, they had to come home early. Anyway, some of the other things that they listed, um, getting chased with a machete, robbed, held at gunpoint, etc. Uh, we were walking and crossing the street on a green light in La Plata when suddenly a car turned fast in our direction to the point of my companion could feel the car touching her skirt. I had noticed the speed so I grabbed my companion's hand to pull her to the sidewalk. She said if it had not been for that quick move, the car would have run over her. Drivers are, pl are pretty bad in Buenos Aires. Uh, trust me, they're bad everywhere in Argentina. Um, expect to get robbed. I never did because I was cool with the hood rats, but I know many people that were robbed many times. Yeah, we were robbed. I mean, you know, I've told the story. We were surrounded by the drunk guys with knives, and they wanted money for beer, and... You know, and uh, we gave it to them, but, I mean, they were uh, ready to uh, take action if we didn't. So if we hadn't had money on us, we'd probably be dead. And then nobody would have ever known the true story of that whole experience, which I've shared on the show. And I'll share it again in the future. Um, this one was an assault. Uh, they were walking, and, uh, let's see, they saw two dudes putting guns to the head of a man and robbing his truck. I guess they stole his truck, and uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, and when they I guess they drove by the missionaries as after they stole the guy's truck and aimed their guns at him. It's in Spanish, so I'm translating it here as I'm reading it. Um, so they pointed their guns at him, but they didn't fire, or they could have just killed him on the way out. Um, riding trains during rush hour, having the military search your bus out in the middle of nowhere late in the evening. Yeah, that happened to us many times. I mean, they would literally stop the bus. Uh, they would come on the bus. They would go through our bags. They would look at us. They would ask for our documents. Yeah, that was scary. That was scary. Because you never know. They could say, okay, get off the bus, you know. And who the fuck knows what happens after that. And this is Argentina, which is a fairly civilized country compared to many others where the missionaries are. Uh, this guy said I was hit by a car. And then, of course, we have the almost died of carbon monoxide. So... So there you go. Uh, the reason I wanted to do this show was to simply point out that these missionaries are essentially being murdered by the Mormon hierarchy. They're put in situations that could be completely avoidable, and they're dying. They could prevent it. They don't want to spend the money. They don't care about their lives. They don't care about their families, their friends, their relatives, their futures. Nothing. And meanwhile, they're living the life of luxury, flying on private jets, getting a new luxury vehicle every year, having, they, I mean, they have bodyguards, protection, you know, bulletproof glass, armored cars, uh, presidential suites, you know, I mean, they're living the life. They're, 
They're out there fully protected. They're getting the best medical care money can buy. And meanwhile, the missionaries, they're dying. And they're dying of carbon monoxide poisoning and many other things. You know, dying of electrocution, trying to collect rainwater on the roof. You know, um, I don't know, folks. I, I mean, I've talked about it so long and so many times. And there is no excuse for this, folks. None. And it's time that they be held accountable. So I'm doing my part. I'm doing the best I can to tell the world about it, to hold them accountable. And I would hope and expect that all of you listening would do the same. Please, you know, let's let the world know about this. And uh, again, I'm going to do all that I can at all times to make sure people know about it. I hadn't planned on doing a show this morning. I haven't done one in a few weeks again. It's been too hard to do them. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go do a show right now. I can only do an hour or so, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get it out there and everyone's going to hear about this. Because it's that important to me. So there you go. I'm sure this one will raise some eyebrows with the hierarchy as they've been stalking me for 14 years. And they, uh, when they know I'm doing a show, they listen to the show. They record the show. Um, you know, they probably, I mean, most of the time they're tuned into the station to record whatever audio I've got playing on the station. So they'll hear it. And I want them to hear it. So, so wake up, motherfuckers, and save some lives if you care. Hey, Nelson, you know, you get revelations about every fucking thing under the sun. How about a revelation to give every missionary in the fucking world a carbon monoxide detector? How about that? That would be a good one, because that would actually save lives uh, instead of changing the name of the cult, you know, which is absolutely absurd. I mean, the tabernacle or the, the choir at Temple Square, are you fucking serious? This guy's a lunatic. Anyway, I'm just glad he's destroying the church as we know it. That's good. But in the meantime, missionaries are dying, and that needs to stop. The abuse of missionaries needs to stop. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to be busy over on my, uh, I, as I mentioned on the show last time I did one, I started an Instagram page, and you guys can all go check it out. And I really encourage you to submit your stories to me. I'm not getting many people doing it, uh, but I am going to go ahead. Let me see if I can share one with you right now. Uh, because I have had some that have been submitted and I need to put them up. I haven't had a chance yet. Um, let's see here. I'm just looking at another post by uh, Mist in Sunday School. I love Mist in Sunday School, by the way. Um, let's see here. I don't know. Let's see, how the fuck do I... I'm still learning Instagram, by the way. So it's... Uh, I'm trying to find... Let's see here. Yeah, I'm trying to find how to get to my messages, man. It's like, I know I know how to do it on my phone, but I can never seem to find a, a place to do it uh, on online. So, um, let me just check something real quick, because I did take some snapshots. And if I can't find them, I'll read them to you on the next show. But um, I did get some pretty powerful uh, messages uh, but there's one in particular I want you guys to, to hear. I mean, it's really amazing. And again, I appreciate the people that have sent me their stories. And a lot of people are liking the stories that I've posted. So uh, let's see here. I just want to see if it's been backed up to the cloud where I can uh, read it to you guys. Um, hmm. Where are my pictures? Yeah. 
Let me just see if I've got any here. <laughs> um, I am not seeing it. I don't know. Maybe it hasn't backed up recently, but uh, I got to fix that problem. Anyway, I'll read them on the next show. I'll continue on. But, you know, just basically horror stories, you know, missionaries and the, the it's abuse and neglect you know, and they're just being ignored, and they need help, and they're not getting it, so anyway, well, folks, uh, I'm going to wrap it up, and again, I just want to thank everyone out there for tuning in this morning, and I've got a lot of things to do today, but I had to do this show for everyone, and I'm glad that I did, and I'm going to try to get it out there, and uh, I'll announce it, I'll post a link on uh, Twitter so that you guys can download the whole show if you miss part of it. But uh, this, this suffering of missionaries has to stop. And let's keep in mind they're paying their own way, the, or the families are paying, and you're volunteers. But they treat you like you're employees. They treat you like, you know, you're a slave. I mean, they own you. And you have to do everything they tell you to do. I mean, like, like a, the story I was telling you guys about, the couple, you know, the, 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 the guy and gal missionaries from the same family, their mom and dad and, and uh, two siblings die while they're on their mission and they're like wondering if they should stay or not and the church had to give them permission to come home i mean it's just again it's mind-boggling why do we allow them to do this to us why does anyone allow this i can assure you like when i was on my mission if one of my parents had died i would have come home there's no doubt unless they wouldn't have let me because they keep your passport when you're in a foreign country they lock up all your passports in the mission office so you know, but I would have raised such holy hell that they would have had to let me come home, you know, and they probably would have made my parents pay for the plane ticket, you know, or my, you know, whichever parent was alive. But I remember my dad, uh, both my mom and my dad had uh, pretty serious surgeries while I was on my mission. And I just remember like freaking out. But, you know, I didn't call home. I waited to hear and I assumed everything was okay. And, you know, I was using the whole missionary thing. But but, you know, even that was serious, but them actually dying, I would not have stayed on my mission. I would not have, especially after a while when things had gotten so miserable. I mean, I would have been like, you know what, I'm out of here. Anyway, um, and I'm doing all I can, folks. I'm trying to hold them accountable, and I'm going to put this show out there and spread it all over the place, and uh, it'll be downloaded a lot. And uh, just do me a favor, spread the link. Uh, I'll put it on Twitter later. I'll put it over in the Facebook group, Ex Mormon Live. Uh, you know, and just do me a favor and spread it. You know, let people know about this so we can get it out there and let everyone know that this Russell M. Nelson asshole isn't uh, all that he claims he's cracked up to be. You know, I mean, he's getting revelations in the middle of the night. You know, he keeps a notepad with a pen that has a light on it. Uh, next to his bed and uh, he wakes up in the middle of the night and writes notes, pages and pages of notes of all the supposed revelation that he's receiving from God. And his wife even has to leave the room sometimes so he can get the revelation because you can't have a woman present. And she'll sit out in the hall and wait for him to be done and he'll let her know, I'm done. But he, So in all these revelations that he's getting, all this crazy shit that he's doing, he hasn't gotten one yet about carbon monoxide detectors for missionaries. Huh. Maybe that's just, you know, above his pay grade, right? Anyway. All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up there. Uh, again, I, I thank everyone for tuning in. Um, stay strong out there. And uh, for those of you that are suffering, hang in there. Hopefully brighter days will come. Um, I know that it's really hard at first, and, and it, it does 
get easier. Uh, another thought I had yesterday morning, I took a little cruise through Facebook. I looked at uh, former family, former friends, basically every person I've ever known, uh, you know, through the church from forever ago, from when I was a kid, you know, back to when I was five. I looked up all these people, like 95% of the ones, 100% of the ones that I was close to or really good friends with, but 95% probably in general. Guess what? They're all still in it. They all still believe. They have pictures of the temple on their Facebook profiles. And, and it just, uh, it sickens me. It really does. And so, uh, you know, I mean, especially the, my family members who have done some pretty terrible things um, and continue to do terrible things, treated us terribly, and they pretend to live this righteous life, you know, the life of hypocrites. So anyway, uh, it was just sad to see that all these people are still in it, you know. I keep having hope that maybe one of them will wake up, but nobody does. They all just stay in it. So uh, anyway, have a great one, folks. I'll see you again soon. I, I hope to be back Monday morning, but I'm not going to make any promises. But I'm trying to get back on a regular schedule. And as soon as I'm able to do that, I'll let everyone know on Twitter under ex-Mormon. So uh, stay tuned and stay strong and hang in there. And I hope you enjoy the shows. And I appreciate all of your support going back, some of you, 14 years. So uh, it means a lot. And I couldn't, couldn't do it without you. I probably would do it just for my own uh, well-being, but I couldn't do it in the way I do it, you know, and, and to be so passionate without all of your support and comments and emails, so I really appreciate that. All right, well, uh, take care, everyone, and we'll see you again soon, all right? And spread the word, please spread the word. All right, take care, everyone. Oh, and stay tuned for great audio after this uh, closing song that we're going to have, our closing hymn. All right, take care.
far away from this home And the stars and the point never cease to astound me I can't with my heart and my hands, no, no. 